Welcome to the Docs Who Lift podcast, where we distill and simplify the complexities of a healthy lifestyle, exercise, medicine, and weight loss. We're excited to bring you a podcast that's a prescription for clinical practice, scientific recommendations, and just real life. This this is the Docs Who Lift podcast. And welcome back to the Docs Who Lift podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Spencer Nadolsky. I got my co-host, Dr. Carl Nadolsky Jr. And we got our good friends, Abby Langer. And Amanda Thieb. I say that because I was asking how to say her last name before. Anyway, quickly, uh, Abby, quickly introduce yourself. She she has an awesome uh, Instagram and and Facebook and TikTok. I'm sure uh, where she uh, basically uh, demystifies some of these diets out there. That just I don't even know where she finds some of these diets. They must be popular in some circles, and then like people send them to me. People some far far reaching circles oh, of the world. Awful. Yeah. So what's your deal, Abby? I am a registered dietitian. I've been a dietitian for 23 years. I'm based in Toronto, and I am the owner of Abby Linger Nutrition. Cool. Okay. Amanda, your turn. Hey, I'm Amanda Thieb. I'm also in Toronto. Abby and I hang out together. Ah, I didn't know that. Hey, but I'm English, and apparently my accent's way thicker than Spencer was And we like thick. Yeah. We like th- I like thick as Good. well, thick and, and oh, juicy, ooh. and so and I. So every I'm episode, I get fired, and I already got fired. This <laughs> so that's we're right. only one awesome. minute in. All right. Good. <laughs> yep. Good. New record. All right. Anyway, I'm just here. I'm, no, I'm a trainer. I'm personal tra- tra- personal trainer and nutrition coach, like 30 years in this because I'm old. And then I wrote a book all about menopause as well. Well, I was going to say she does an awesome job at menopause, uh, like a patient, very good patient ad- advocate about menopause because there's so many people, yeah. including like 20 year old dudes talking oh about menopause and what they think about it. And it's like, oh, yeah, oh my the, God. The 20 year old fitness guys that uh, try to tell. How about uh, Jade Tita? Oh, <laughs> well, all right. Well, just, so <laughs> there's probably lawyers involved yeah. now. Jade, yeah, Jade already is. Yeah, already mad at me. So, well, so a little background about the four of us is just for people. We we have a little text string on Instagram, and it's called Quack Watch. And you know, we all have our little moments where we we point out quackery out there to try to you know raise public awareness. So. You know, you guys are often uh, sending messages, and I'm sorry, I'm not always on Instagram, so I don't get them till like four hours later. And Spencer, you guys are like, where the heck is, where the heck is Carl? Oh, four days, this... four days, and we're all sat there I... waiting for Carl's Jeez. answer. Where the hell did he but, go? Uh, but it's, but it's kind of fun, you know. And I, I love, um, you know, pointing out the red flags of quackery to try to raise awareness, and it often, you know, makes people mad because so many people are sucked into this, and so many people are trying to, you know, sort of sell and market quackery whether whether it's always on purpose or not but it sure isn't right you know and uh, and you guys do the same so i think it's great that we have this little this little teamwork going and and we all have sort of different niches where this comes into play Okay, let's just stop there. It's called niche. 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 It's not a niche. A niche. Niche like bitch on niche like yeah. yet a, a niche. niche. It's like a niche. Yeah. Exactly. I wouldn't niche mind like getting quiche. a quiche. But about uh, riches are in the niches. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what that means, but somehow I feel like that got me. Very Richard, no. Yeah, I feel I feel like that was an innuendo, but I do yes. like that group, and I like it because we're, we're I'm the patient advocate, and Abby's like the nutritional expert. You guys are the medical experts, and so we're always like picking yeah, each other's yeah. brains. But usually, my contribution is 
oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Um, yeah, well, usually my con- contribution is, oh, my yeah. dear. There's a I'm lot sure of profanity. Look what we found. There's a lot of profanity. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we yeah, help each other out, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. We we want to do this podcast. We're going to go over. We we've done some of this stuff in the in the past, but we kind of go over what what are these red flags? It, because it's just it's nonstop. It's whack a mole. Yeah. On on Instagram, yeah. TikTok. I don't. TikTok might be the worst now. TikTok's but Instagram such a cesspool. We, we we had a good we had a good episode with uh, hormones demystified, talking about some of those popular endocrine things. So he's he's an endocrinologist, like I am, and has has made his niche niche, niche. in uh, <laughs> in in. Educating people about, you know, hormones from a, you know, a patient perspective and kind of going against some of the quackery, but the quackery goes way beyond just some, you know, thyroid and adrenal fatigue, which certainly we could talk all day about, but there are so many more that you guys find and we talk about and you know, Dutch yeah. hormone testing. I think maybe we did touch on that a little bit, but Abby wrote an article about that. Yeah. And the Dutch yeah. people so, contacted yeah, me. I think I even, uh, I discussed and they wanted like, me to wow. change my article. We're going to sue you. Cease, no, they, cease they were like, no, no, thankfully not. I have had that before, unfortunately, with somebody else. But um, yeah, the Dutch people were like, you wrote this article and it's wrong. And here's some information. I sent it to you, Casey. I sent it to you. Oh, oh yeah. and it was all like, it yeah, and it was, and it BS, was not right? legitimate. I mean, it was, I mean, because we know, I mean, we know, uh, you know, from a medical perspective, we use data, good data to be able to validate testing yeah. for certain conditions with pretest probabilities of having those disease states. And, and it has none of right. that. And it's the so Dutch test, expensive. If anybody's ever heard and of it. And they wanted the, the crazy thing is they were like, why don't you come on our podcast? And I'm like, why in the world? What? I'm not coming on your podcast. What? That would be crazy. So I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. And I just stopped talking to them. But they really wanted me to change my outlook. And I'm like, I'm not changing my outlook with huh. the, the evidence evidence you've provided me. No. And I know it from the other side as well. So I know it from the, the health coach side, how they get approached and how they get mm. paid and how they get pushed to do this. So it's like a weekend course you can do training. Um, mm. And somebody like me with my education, apparently I'm good enough to be able to analyze hormones and then give like hormonal advice based on this Dutch test. It's crazy. And the latest, and I mean, you know, menopause is a multi-billion dollar industry now and they're t- it's for heavily targeted towards menopausal women and their line now is oh and it's um as per the north american menopause society and that's bs because what happened is at their last north american menopause society convention they paid to have a booth there you know like how yeah and so it wasn't it wasn't approved and then so they now the are almost using that like legitimacy they actually sorry wait they had a booth at the conference and then they yeah. What do they call it, guys? You guys, when you go to yeah, it's an expo. So they have a booth at the expo, and they're they're taking that as approval from the North American Menopause. That that's what they're doing. Well, it, they word it as in uh, as per what? the North American no. Menopause Society, or as but they paid for that. Yeah, right? yeah so I, I'd be dri- amazed if the North American Menopause because they're a legitimate, right. you know, uh, professional organization. I. I, I wonder if they even know that that's happening. Um, Did someone tell them? I don't know, but, the they, but they don't. Blow the, blow so for anybody, anybody listening, what the hell is a Dutch test? What is it? Is, is it the urine? Yeah, and metabolites. Saliva? Your urine metabolite yeah. testing that is given. It's like yeah. yeah, urine metabolites. Doesn't tell you anything that 
normal blood test can. Yeah. And and the basics of what they're trying to do is they're trying to claim, you know, all these different ways to diagnose uh, kind of unreal hormone disorders, which, you know, we have from an endocrinology perspective, fairly good validated methods to diagnose hypothalamic pituitary thyroid adrenal disorders, which is kind of what they're trying to claim. But I don't even know if they even try to claim that they're diagnosing some disease state. They're just getting people to pay for it and then, and then use it to, you know, somehow. Well, imagine me. Imagine me analyzing someone's hormones. That's essentially what they're doing, and they get a massive kickback. It's eight hundred dollars for the test. They get a massive kickback, and then people like you are the ones that have to pick up the pieces when these women, for years and years, get invalid test results. Right? Yeah. All right. So let's let's get let's get into. It. I want to talk about first. Let's let's go to Abby with what are the big red flags when it comes to like nutrition and diet? When it's like whoa whoa whoa. Of course, I think obviously if somebody has their shirt off in a shopping uh, center, I think that's probably a big red flag. It's so bad. To be fair, there is a decent chance that you and I probably thought about Didn't, doing. You that. thought yeah, sure. about it. But thought about no. it. Yeah. You were not some leathery guy. We wouldn't guy. have been able to keep a straight face. We would have been able to keep a straight face. No, we would have been dancing pecs. Yes, we would have been bouncing our pecs. Yeah, pecs and our yeah. lats. And maybe we still <laughs> Maybe we still I do that all the time. But, uh, actually, that might not be a bad idea to make fun of that. Yeah, anyway, yeah, sorry, should, sorry. But you okay. get kicked out. So what, what, are, what are your top like five? Yeah, what are your top five red flags when it comes to nutrition? Because you've done that. You've done tons of blogs. Hundreds, I swear to God, hundreds of articles, yeah, hundreds of hundreds. videos on these. What are the top five? At I least think, top three. Um. <laughs> Making nutrition all about one thing, one food, single food, and that, you know, you can't be healthy unless you eat this food. And it's invariably something that's super expensive. Um, Telling people not to Mm -hmm. eat staple foods that we've been eating for centuries and are totally, you know, fine, like, like chickpeas or lentils or or cereals or grains or seeds, seed seed oils, oils, like all of that, that hyper focus on tomatoes, nightshades, lectins. um, That's like everything. That's that's all Tom Brady's fault. You know what? Like it's, 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 (laughs) can we, can we tag him in this now and see if he comes to hang out with us? He's the goat. He's the goat. He'll always be the goat. Get him on the podcast. Yeah. You know, Abby can call him an asshole. I'll call him an asshole. I don't care. And, you know, like <laughs> trying to um, trying to sell supplements, like when you, I always think it's a red flag when a practitioner sells their own supplements. I just think, what are you doing? Like that is mm-hmm. a call. Yeah, we owned our own supplement company. Did you know yeah. that? This is exactly why we stopped. We stopped. And why we didn't, we don't do it anymore because we had, we felt like we had a very reasonable um, evidence-based legit consideration for something for, for metabolic health that really has good data behind it. But we couldn't and, and wouldn't we couldn't recommend mark. We, yeah, we couldn't market it in the way that the quacks yeah. do. And so we couldn't compete. And for the exact reason you just said, there's this conflict of interest. And we couldn't we couldn't balance the two things, being legitimate and the conflict. And so, yeah, that's. Okay. So the number think, one, fo- yeah. focusing on one like nutrient or food to yeah. eat and then either, focus. Either good or yeah. bad. Or, or demonizing. Or, or demonizing. Or, yeah. Foods. Okay, that's good. And then also selling supplements. And what else was there? One other that you said? 
just like vilifying, demonizing, and just like making these yeah. elitist pronounced proclamations like you know grass-fed butter you have to eat organic you have to eat um you know whatever pastured eggs you uh, you won't be healthy it's like well the rest of us just extremism yeah like extremism cutting out entire groups oh it was the lectins the lectin that's right that's the um silly extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence yeah. and that's it's always no somehow extraordinary and, and extreme the issue is if anybody's taken marketing that's what sells that's what gets likes and shares and everybody loves so that's yeah, that's why i don't do as well on social media exactly so I feel the same like i'm too i've too got real. too much integrity yeah. and we all do and the problem is integrity doesn't sell yeah. yeah spencer knows how to push it a little bit i try that's why that's why he has his that's why he has his memes that are funny they're not they're not illegitimate but they push it. I'd, I'd get fired if i shared um samuel jackson saying tic tac <laughs> i mean to, to to be fair i have been fired a few times <laughs> for all good reasons okay all right so that's that's abby's to begin with um, amanda what about like menopause is a big thing i mean so if you look at who tries to do weight loss programs it tends to be middle-aged women and i don't say that to be sexist it's just those that's You're what right. the data show yeah, even the studies. I mean, oftentimes they're the ones who end up volunteering for the studies yeah. the, that we that we look. Abby at. actually has a program. Just shouting it out. I'm just going to shill for her program. Eating after forty or something. What is it called? I don't know. It's, it's eating, eating after forty. Our like yes. next session starts on Monday. It's for um, women over forty, and it talks all about nutrition and the psychological Perfect. aspects, and it's really amazing. Evidence-based evidence Abby. Let's call her evidence-based Abby. Now, Amanda, <laughs> though, what are the things that you hear about menopause? I guarantee there's people listening right now. They either have are going through, going to go through, or they know someone going through it. What, what are the things that you hear? Top three things. So, I, I mean, I've, I came with notes because I've got so much to say. <laughs> and, you know, I go on these rants and everything. So there's a bunch of stuff, right? So clearly the testing. The testing is one of the things we, we touched on, the Dutch testing, Dutch testing and the Whenever I talk about stuff, I talk about what the medical consensus is, what the North American Menopause Society's current stance is, because I'm like trying to advocate for patients. I'm not trying to be a doctor, mm-hmm. but quite clearly that that type of testing isn't necessary. And so that boils my piss a little bit. But on top of that, right, we have, oh, I'm so, literally, you can take the girl out of the Northeast, but you can't take the Northeast out of the girl. Okay, so proprietary supplements, just tagging on to um, Abby's, um, thing about supplements in general well now we've got menopause supplements so what the even right so we i yeah. mean for sure there's going to be some nutrient gaps in any time of our life and that's no doubt clear in menopause but having these proprietary supplements that aren't third-party tested that we don't know what they do there's some out there that cost like four five hundred oh a God. month like so they, they see us coming and also if you think about it midlife women are potentially in a better state of mind probably i mean like um as far as like our financial situation is concerned like we maybe have a bit more disposable income and so if we're feeling vulnerable and we we don't like something about us we maybe wanting to go for a quick fix and they see us coming and i have there's no blame on the women it's just the mm-hmm. way that like you said spencer this is marketed 
and we we've already talked about somebody else in this show that at the beginning that like I have had run-ins with too and the marketing type of things that I see which is the third thing I was going to talk about is this like targeting our saggy arms or our mm. big fat apron belly or some bullshit thing that we hate about ourselves back fat or whatever and mm. and they get us in they claw us in yeah. because we hate ourselves right and it drives it drives me crazy and so so there's some of the main things um the last two though like is tagging on to the like the uh, eliminating these separate food groups is menopause mm. diets like yeah, there isn't right. one there isn't one. There's a new book oh, just being released I'm, I'm gonna review on the menopause diet. Oh yeah, Abby's going to review it. The Galveston diet. Stand back. Is that the menopause diet? It's like Mary Claire Haver, that OBGYN who yeah. puts women on keto intermittent fasting diets to get rid of oh, their menopause belly. Look and low calorie. I'll probably and, and make people feel like of, shit. Like, empowering women, saying, <laughs> yeah, and you have to like maintain yeah, right? it. Forever. And also to to women, this is. Yeah. Good lord. Right. And instead of giving solid nutritional information mm-hmm. with a few nuances, maybe increased fiber, protein, but don't we all need that anyway? Mm-hmm. Any times of our lives. And so and so now we see a lot of keto, intermittent fasting yeah, of sort course. of push towards us. And and I don't understand why, because we don't have the evidence at right. all. It's not that unless you guys know of well, it. I haven't seen I, it. I was gonna say, you know, this there's a common theme with these diets that have to do with hormones. And we've you know, looked into this and I certainly obviously try to pay attention a lot. The common theme, you know, thyroid diets, right? We know that there's no evidence of any type of dietary strategy to, to fix thyroid disease other than maybe making sure you get selenium and you're not deficient, especially if you have Graves disease, that's a little bit of a nuance, but what always ends up happening is people improve the generalized quality of their diet, right? They reduce the process, refined food intake and they increase their more whole food you know maybe we can say plant forward whatever doesn't matter and you know change do things that changes the energy intake which could be keto and intermittent fasting but also you know can be lower carb lower fat but mostly uh you know reducing the refined processed foods and everyone does better with that and so you know, so those, I think, you know, if you li- dig into some of the dietary recommendations for say menopausal symptoms, and this is, I'm going to ask you something about that too. Like what specifically is going on with some of the females that get targeted? Because not everyone has problems when they go through menopause. Some have, ex- you know, extreme, um, uh, symptoms like, like the hot flashes. Uh, some of them, you know, we do have issues with a little bit of weight gain. Um, and certainly from my perspective, we often, talk about the hormones and we can, we can get into that. But, but in general, the, the dietary recommendations are usually just improved overall quality, you know, and, and looking at a personalized dietary pattern to help, yeah, maybe mitigate some of the energy excess that's coming in and, and, um, just improve the quality. And we had, you know, Mediterranean dietary pattern, um, cutting down refined uh, processed foods, all those things are, are beneficial. How much strong, strong data to, to help with menopause? Eh, we well, see that you know. it's not even just menopause, but it's all sorts of other things. But well, that's like I said, with thyroid yeah. and, and like everything, Rheum- rheumatological things and whatever. Well, and know. and ironically, I I think that's you know the, the the Dutch testing and these inappropriate hormones that these guys that aren't even endocrinologists like to try to order or tell people to order, and then what do they do with the information? It's not diagnosing endocrine disease. If it does, they end up seeing people like me. What they do is then they they don't actually use that information. They just end up 
sometimes giving fairly reasonable diet and lifestyle sleep stress reduction advice. And so really what they should just say is, hey, we're going to give good lifestyle coaching. They don't need to do that stuff, but that's it's the money. The money. But then they give them the handfuls of supplements too. In order yeah. to help right. lower well, so their they cortisol, do that too, that's, extra, that's that's money. Cortisol yeah. lower, right? That's money. That's that's yeah. Right, that's money, and there's and there's zero reason to do that. And by the way, if it did, that's a problem. <laughs> They're going to end up seeing me again if you take something that cuts down your cortisol. If it really does, if it's a drug, yeah. So anyway, sorry, I, I kind of hijacked that. But so no, but, but no, but that's exactly it, though. Like, so why why aren't we modeling that? So, and most of us are, but you know, there's always the extremes out there. And I often think there's smoke and mirrors with these um, people as well. You know, they come across as being female empowering. I mm. get you and all of this crap, but underneath they're just offering a 1200 calorie diet with like broccoli and carrot salad. Because like, you need... Because you need broccoli and carrots to detox your excess oh, estrogen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I'm sure there's a supplement. Then, yeah, oh, for sure. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, Dim, yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. And then, and then the last one is something that we've just been talking about recently, and and I and it's about the unregulated hormones that are now mm. super easy for um, women to get. Now, I, like, so I come from the the place where I've seen that women have been refused hormones for long enough because of like the WHI yes. study of two thousand and two, and so they'll go to their doctors who will say we're not prescribing them, we don't feel comfortable. Their doctors don't have the knowledge base to be able to push forward on that. And so women are struggling with symptoms and they they can't find a specialist. So I have this, like, I think you might have called it, Spencer, the Wild West of hormones out there. And it even refers to the the diabetes and yeah. um, obesity medicine, right? But I have this, like a, this crazy story. So there's a company called Winona out there. And I think we talked about one called Choose Joy as well. It's called J-O-I. Well, this Winona company, people have sent me for ages and ages and ages. And I thought, I wonder what it is. I wonder whether this is like giving me access to a North American menopause society doctor that I can speak to, get regulated hormones, because those telemedicine services exist. And I think they're amazing because women need to speak to doctors. Well, it's not. You go on. I did the whole process. I thought, I'm going to give it a go. You go online, you put your name, your age, your state in, and then you upload some ID. And I think that was it. And then I have to say what I want, what symptoms I've got. And the symptoms were, I want to look younger. I wow. want to lose weight. Or I want to help with my menopause symptoms. But the end result products were all the same. They were all compounded hormones, estrogen, patches, creams, all these different things. There was only one um, regulated hormone that was issued and it was the micronized progesterone. Mm -hmm. All of the others were compounded. Um, and so I went onto the chat line and it was really funny. I um, went onto the chat line. And I was like, can you tell me why you um, issue unregulated hormones when the, all of the medical societies are suggesting that we do regulated hormones? Mm -hmm. What and and then this is the this is the response we've got and I've had to say it word for word because I couldn't believe it. So she said, "Listen," because she thought I was stupid, of course. Listen for a more simple reference. Flour is approved by the FDA and milk is approved by the FDA, but when it's made into a biscuit, it's no longer approved by the FDA. Our hormones are like a biscuit. <laughs> I hope this reference brightens up your day. I was like, wow. Thank you." are you fucking for real anyway and the last part of this story is she didn't realize that but they'd already emailed me and said 
can you recommend Winona to your community and get 20% oh. off? Oh, wow. You get 20% commission. Yeah. So these That's, It's almost a pyramid yeah. scheme a little it's bit, you know, by yeah. doing that. Wow. That's interesting. And that poor biscuit. Yeah. The poor biscuit it's, got thrown It's amazing. The and, you know, and just to touch on that from the medical perspective, I don't know how much, Spencer, I don't know how much, you know, menopause therapy you do, but obviously in the endocrine clinic, um, you know, we do a lot. And so I have to have this discussion with a lot of females because the data have been confusing ever since the Women's Health Initiative. So if you go back to, you know, be, long before we were ever even in medical school, um, and uh, according to my sources, you know, this is going back before our time, but it seemed like menopausal hormone therapy was very common and almost like, like everyone got it, right? And then the Women's Health Initiative came out, um, appeared to show increased cardiovascular and, and cancer mortality, and everyone stopped everybody stopped. Then over the years, by the time I was in medical school and residency and fellowship, all the, the, they split the hairs of the study. And, and that turned into the timing hypothesis and we have better options. By the way, we have plenty of bioidentical FDA approved options. And I almost always only use those. So it's kind of ironic. I mean, the, the bioidentical estradiol patches and micronized progesterone. That's kind of my go-to for some reasons that, you know, we could get into on a, a menopause podcast, but, um, you know, but the, just to kind of point that out, the timing hypothesis, you know, if, if you're younger, closer to menopause and, you know, don't have any, you know, strong family history of, especially like an estrogen sensitive breast cancer, all the benefits probably outweigh the risks if you have the symptoms, first of all. So it's only really indicated for the symptoms. Um, you know, we can debate the indication for osteoporosis prevention, but you do get the bone benefits for sure. You definitely get the hot flash benefits. People do tend to gain less weight and, and a, in a better distributed fashion. Um, and there are probably, a, there's probably a trend of cardiovascular and metabolic benefits if you start younger as opposed to later. And so that's that timing hypothesis. And by the way, people who have had a, a hysterectomy, they only need the estradiol. And it, and it actually seemed to be the progesterone component of the Women's Health Initiative that maybe sort of was connected to the increased breast cancer risk. But even then, some of those, the, the, the statistics weren't like through the roof concerning for some of those little nuances anyways. It's just, you know, so we still have to personalize therapy, but um, and I that's think the discussion the, the I can, have a lot. The candidates, the candidates in the study were postmenopausal mm -hmm. women with comorbidities. Yeah. And, and so the, 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 the biggest chunk of them were older and that's why the, the, the study at first was like, whoa, this is bad. And it, cause everyone was, the average age was like 65. 10, more than 10, 15 years past menopause. And that gets into, again, nuances of, you know, atherosclerotic disease with, with menopause and maybe disturbing that with reintroduction of estrogen and all that stuff. But, um, but anyways, that's just a little background into, into what you're talking What's, about and how I but talk But the idea patients. that you can get your hormones online, obviously we know Lion King was doing it, but you, you guys in the like obesity world as well. Yeah, which like, is a new it's, thing. It's, it's, you it's call the liver king the Lion King? <laughs> <laughs> Did I the oh, I, I was. I, I, I thought maybe you were talking about the Tiger King, Can and uh, and what's her what's what's the lady's Carol, name on Carol Tiger Baskin. King? Carol Baskin. I, I thought maybe we were talking about Carol Baskin for a minute. Yeah. So what if what if Carol Baskin and the Please Liver King got together? Please in though? the podcast because oh. that's such an Amanda moment. Like I just say the shit and it works. Yeah. All right. And we're now. So now we're gonna in our in our share we're gonna tag Liver King and Carol Baskin. Yeah. And see if we can get that those two together. See what happens. Anyway, I'm out of here. You can talk about the obesity meds, but like, I mean, that shocks me too, though. The fact that like you can now 
buy on oh obesity God, medicine from weight loss even. online With a, from many yeah. spas from many spas and then yeah and and that's the bigger problem and that's what spencer's combating yeah. i just saw uh somebody shared with me the other day about some person who shared her story and she said i have a bmi of 20 i'm very mm-hmm. fit and i i went on one of these online uh you know clinics or whatever med spas and uh, they just pro- yeah. prescribed me wegovy <laughs> well and, not wegovy you know, spencer's trying Semag- to have a lid- Semaglut- probably just well, I don't even know. I don't even know if it was a compounded semaglutide. It was something. It doesn't even matter. It wasn't indicated. It wasn't the right stuff, and it was completely inappropriate. Yeah. And um, you know, you're trying to build a, a legitimate online, real virtual health yeah. platform, but you got to compete with with the quackery. Yeah. That's a that's a problem uh, the, the, the for everybody. The good news is, I think I don't think those people are going. It, it, first of all, I think these heavy hitting lawyers are going to start knocking them down because these are FDA approved compounds, peptides. That they're, these compounders are finding loopholes to put it into their own vials, and and sell. I want to know if they're if they're truly getting it though. I do, I cannot imagine how they get the molecule that Novo that they have patented. That's a great question. In Denmark, but, but I really, I honestly got how the heck would, could anybody get it? Because legally? so that I would not take it. I and people don't somebody synthesizing it. it. I guess, but they're getting they're getting the molecular well, form. And for people out there, I mean, Amanda and Abby, you guys sent us that the, um, you dug in and got some response from the FDA on this whole compounding thing, yeah. and I've been interviewed by was it the Wall Street Journal or something where they were investigating how this was all going on? I thought that was a pretty good response you found. Yeah, it was great. So it was one of my followers who used to work for the FDA. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how is this allowed? How are these people allowed to sell hormones without any sort of repercussions? Because if if someone from the general population was desperate and -hmm. wanted help, they would feel like this was authentic. How would they know the difference between that and yours, yeah. Spencer? Like, how would they? They don't. They don't often have the knowledge base to be able to do that. So, yeah, understanding the loopholes is, I mean, it literally is a minefield. It sounded to me literally as though the FDA don't have the resources yeah. to be able to keep on top of this. Part that of it, was that like my, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's why we do, I mean, that's why you, you all post about, you know, these red flags of quackery. You, you, uh, Abby does her blogs about reviews on certain diets and it's hard because just yesterday i saw something from uh the carnivore md paul saladino talking about how what's the difference between coke zero and and diet coke and he's like it doesn't matter they're both horrible for weight loss they 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 mess with insulin signaling and they they cause weight gain and then he showed some weird mechanism and then and then it's got like a million views and i'm like well that and Everything it's like some is, animal study, probably. How do I do my um? How do I how do I share my uh, counterpoint that I published last year to him and somehow? No, he doesn't care. He's he, he all he cares about care. is money. I know, but if other people could see, yeah, they it, don't but, care. They don't get. They, they the, the. I think people following him. I feel bad for the people following him because they just they fall for the yeah, marketing lies and whatever. So, but this this is this is what we're. Hopefully, they don't start drinking regular Coke. Yeah, this is what we're combating. I mean, sure, if yeah. they want to drink water, it's fine. But like, the, you know, it's, it's it's more of the vilifying, as as Abby yeah. uh, mentioned. Do you guys, as doctors, ever wonder what happens, where the tipping point is for these doctors that, you know, like, yeah, so, I, I mean, think about it. Yes, we do. used to have, like, our, our other generation, like our parents' generation, had this respect yeah. for the doctors, uh-huh. right, that was like a non-questioning respect. And now, like... You even can see it happening. You can see some doctors like mm-hmm. going towards the edge, and you're just like, "Oh no, yep, there they like, go!" Over yeah. the edge. One, there they go. Well, you know the, the the concept of the snake oil salesman that's been around for a long yeah. time. Um, yeah. I think did I? 
I, I somebody showed me something that I shared somewhat recently about an old, old black and white commercial yeah. way back talking about beware of the, the snake oil salesman. And, the, and, and it was exactly what we always talk about. And it was like from the 50s or something. Yeah. Yeah, They've been was, around for, I mean, remarkable. for hundreds of years, these people have come around. Yeah, but do you maybe, think maybe, maybe social media giving them the glorification yes. that they want? made it worse, of course. And, and it causes the death of the expert, right? So um, nobody wants to hear the mainstream, evidence-based, boring expertise. They want the crazy, and, and unfortunately, it's like Spencer's favorite uh, scene from The Simpsons. Zingers, yeah, dingers, dingers, dingers. You know, yeah, because yeah, he said, do you want me to tell you the your, truth about the, the the MLB or do you want me to, it was, it was, uh, what's his phrase? It was a guy. It was, what's his phrase? Was, Mark, oh, Mark McGuire. Not, it was Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire, who the home run king from back yeah, do you want, Or do you want the secrets yeah. of the MLB or do you want me to see me hit some dingers? And everybody goes, dingers, dingers, because nobody. Dingers, yeah. dingers. Yeah. It's, yeah. Nobody can. So, yeah, yeah. It's interesting to watch some of these people go go off the deep end you know paul saladino uh, specifically he was, did psychiatry and what's interesting he's marketed himself as a um as kind of like this metabolic health guy but psychiatry if anybody understands a psychiatry doesn't wow. they don't even touch patients yeah. they don't even listen to patients art they don't do anything so you know it's it's kind of an interesting oh thing God. to see there um, yeah but you know they these people know. are selling a lie and they're also selling a distrust in the conventional medical system so they so mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. the way they do it is that they're like the conventional medical system won't help you it's only for big pharma mm-hmm. they're getting paid you know doctors don't have your best interest yeah. at heart but i do you know yes. meanwhile yeah. they're these guys Divide and these guys are getting paid like a lot and none of us are getting paid yeah. by big pharma or whatever it is and yeah. it's this whole foster this whole i've never seen very ironic like so much distrust in in the fda and and you know the powers that be whatever it's just so divisive and harmful it got worse because of the pandemic yeah the pandemic killed it so much distrust because there's so much unknown like hey we don't and know it how became this is, political yeah, and we stuff, don't know how yeah. this is spreaded what you know wash your hands wash your hands yeah. oh wait no no it's it's aerosolized now you gotta wear and a mask. that's oh, normal the mask don't like learn. it's a novel uh, yeah. virus right. sometimes we gotta yeah, learn you have you know? to we gotta... learn but people yeah. were like oh i, I thought you the were, vaccine's you know, super effective the best we can yeah. Yeah, with with the evidence. Well, it's we kind have. of effective, you know. Whatever. That's what everybody. That's yeah. what, No, listen to me. And they're like, oh, they keep changing their it's minds. Like, that's, like, that's how. Yeah, it, that's that's how you learn. We do change the guidance as the <laughs> yeah. data comes in, and if you have a strong stance and you don't change, that's a problem. I yelled yeah. at the TV you know, so much over with, the years. with the people like that because yeah. they're like they just keep changing their mind. Yes, that's it's, how it yeah. works, people. Mm. <sighs> you know, I, I do want to say one thing about the, the compounding. So. I want to make sure people don't think we're just like completely anti-compounding medications because, you know, one thing that they did note in that response to you, the, your friend from the FDA, the reason, one of the reasons they allow that to happen is because sometimes there are very specific little dosing uh, desires or whatnot that, that physicians do want to be able to create for um, some people that aren't actually available in FDA um, approved medications. I really, honestly, I have never come across that situation, um, but there are those situations out there. And so it, 
there can hey, be. Carla, you know, have, you, have you ever seen the report? I think I'm, I'm saying it right. The National Association of Science Engineers and Medicine, all about compounding mm-hmm. oh, hormones. And the yeah. reason they did it, they did an independent study because because it just mm-hmm. started getting out of control. And essentially, they were like saying it compounding hormones have a. Val- a compounding pharmacies have a valid place mm-hmm. in medicine, but it's for the um the it's fewer rather than yeah. the majority. But what's happened is, um, and, and so at the end, the conclusion of that report was basically like we have insufficient evidence to to mm-hmm. confirm the efficacy and safety of compounding and and the lack of literature within the medications that they give you. There's obviously no black box warnings and stuff like that. And so it's really great because when you people complain about the FDA like rooting against the mm-hmm. compounding pharmacies, this report was an independent one where they spoke with compounding pharmacists. They spoke with all of the different um, uh, medical organizations and they came up with this independent stance. And so yeah. if anybody is like curious about that, I would definitely check that yeah, one out. Yeah, that's a good link. And and there have been several professional organizations to, to put out statements. Like you said, the North American Menopause, uh, I think, did. You know, I know... Um, Maybe the Endocrine Society. I know ACE. They do, and ACOG did as well. Yeah, and you know, it's not like they're getting paid by the FDA to do so. I mean, it's just it's just clinicians going over the evidence and and coming up with best recommendations for people. Oh, you don't think we know you are all in each other's pockets? You're all going out (laughs) for dinner and drinks together. That's what the type of thing people say, right? And don't get me wrong, I don't mind going to uh, (laughs) dinners and stuff for education, but uh, steak. (laughs) Talking about big meat. Yeah. Big egg. Big, big meat. I actually, I told a patient today, you know, I always I talk about, about big meat. Are we I, going down to the GSM? Oh boy, here we go. Stuff, no, yeah. Oh, we go. <laughs> I, I, you know, I always joke around about being a shill for Mr. Peanut because I'm such a big fan of like nuts and seeds and the health benefits of them, you know, and, and legumes. And so I was telling this patient, I was, oh, I was talking about Graves disease yeah. and selenium. And I was like, you know, I always try to get, tell people to get Brazil nuts. And I'm like, you know, I always say I'm a kind of a shill for Mr. Peanut, but they haven't paid me yet. Not yet. So Mr. Peanut, if you're out there. I'm, I'll be Not a doing show a good for enough you. job, yeah. <laughs> but you know, like just in general, or like I never thought that I don't know about you, Abby. When you started, I mean, I got into doing the training and um, nutritional coaching and stuff because I really wanted to just like help women, yeah. particularly. I mean, I have male clients as well, but just to feel good and healthy and capable and and like improve their health and all of those things. I never thought I'd be that person going fuck's sake not another one it's oh like, i knew i was gonna be like that person. Whack-a-mole every I, day. that's why i got into yeah i was a dietitian in a primary care clinic before i did this and then i thought i got it i gotta do mm. something so i that's when i started my business and started writing because it was just getting to be so bad and it was in 2012 it was better than it is now now it's the worst mm-hmm. like there's so much misinformation and people yeah. are just doubling down on it and mm-hmm. they just don't give a shit at yeah. all it's tiring. That's kind of when yeah. we got started doing it too. Well, do you know, I I, I report yeah. people. I have I report yeah, them to good. Good. Maybe we should I'm make like that, that an easier yeah. way to do that for people because there, there's a lot. It's of exhausting. It's exhausting. <sighs> yeah, you know, and, yeah, and then you're right. Then we end up seeing patients, and 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 you don't. The problem is if you just tell them oh my God, th- those people are crazy and you just got screwed. That comes across very yeah. negatively and then they feel bad or they're offended. I mean, I just had a guy yesterday who was referred for probably very legitimate hyperparathyroidism. You know, he's got a history of kidney stones, but somehow this all came out. You know, he was seeing, he was seeing one of our kind of crazy functional medicine clinics in, in, in the bigger city nearby. He was seeing an acupuncturist who was trying to, they were telling him, all sorts of crazy stuff that now he's got 250 food allergies oh, no. and, 
and yet he doesn't go see an allergist and an immunologist. And I'm just kind of like, okay, well, you know, that's whatever, you know, and I try to focus on what we're focusing on. And he may have a lot of his issues from this hyperparathyroidism, which I think he has, but um, it's just, yeah, it's unfortunate he's gone down this rabbit hole. And I don't know if those things have anything it's to do probably, with it. probably spent so yeah. much money on it. Yeah, and the, and the sides are slippery. Yeah. Once people are in there. Right. But I, but I try yeah. to, you know, I try to be supportive and, you know, just say, hey, yeah, I take those things with yeah. a grain of salt, you know, you know, whatever. And, and whatever. That's the right way to be and be compassionate because yeah. the onus is it should never be on the right. patient. Because right. Because they're the ones, and the thing is, they're like yeah, the victims, they are the really. Victims. Yeah. I think you know, so. In fact, they absolutely They are. cannot yeah, be like counted all. on or, uh, or you can't trust people to understand scientific literature or guidelines. I mean, that's the practitioner. The yeah. onus is on the practitioner to be straight with people. And it's yeah. just does not happening. And unfortunately we don't have a great healthcare system. It does screw people over and people feel, uh, they feel like they've been screwed over. And so then they, they seek out these, you know, the alternatives who, who, do the divide and conquer thing and say, see, mainstream medicine doesn't help. And, and it's not that the doctors and the science aren't there. It's, it's the, it's the way it's our system is. I'm a, I, I have an issue with big insurance. Yeah. Speaking, if we're going to target any big, anything, I have an issue with insurance companies and how they pay us. And, and we don't have enough time to spend with people. We don't even have enough of us now. It pushes people like Spencer, who's great family practice doctor. I wish everyone was like him into, you know, really doing, being more of a specialist and, you know, focusing on obesity and lipids when we need more primary care doctors like, you know, like him. And, and, and it's made, they make it, the system makes it miserable, which makes it miserable for the patients. And so unfortunately, you know, we do the best we can and hopefully. Yeah. And progress. I mean, I mean, we've got three healthcare systems we're talking about because I've been involved in the NHS one, obviously in the UK and we're both in Canada now. There's faults to them all. Right. And there's pros to them all as well, of course. Yeah, and, yeah, right. And and I have not heard anything perfect about any, you know, country nation, nationalized versus okay, Canada. Sweden, that Sweden. stuff. I, I was debated, in Sweden but I don't know. this summer. Really? Perfect. Perfect. Oh, my God. My son went and he forgot his medication. We went to see an emergency doctor. We were in and out with a prescription in our hand within what? 10 minutes. And it cost us about 20, 20 euros. And it was just so sleek and efficient. And anyway, yeah. Do you know how, I mean, yeah, I know we, we probably need to have a different podcast I on that. I don't know how it worked, but I was impressed. Because it gets beyond, yeah, it gets beyond my comprehension. But but then you always wonder like, well, how do they do with big chronic health oh, they're you great. Know, prevention, chronic probably care? On a, pop- <laughs> on a population care, you know, level, I guarantee that. Are you, you, are you But on an individual, it's, it's the individuals that you'll hear that don't have a good experience, but then right. on a population level, they do great. Their public health is, is, is good. Uh, anyway. Remember when? Uh, remember when Tom Green was like Swedish, <laughs> Swedish. Amanda's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" What is this like it's, an American reference or something? Is it Tom Green? Look up, look up, look up my, Tom Green. My bum is Tom on Green your whatever from the early two thousands. No, I'm yeah, going to yeah, go yeah. Google that after this podcast for sure. Yep. <laughs> I might do. be careful what comes up though. <laughs> No, yeah. My bum yeah. is on your lips. Might, I don't think I want to You might find a picture of Dr. Carlos to drink. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's. I think we pretty much hit everything. Uh, we'll probably have you all back on the podcast at some point and 
to go over whatever else. But yeah. um, it's, and maybe maybe hot topics too. So you know, and obviously we got you guys talk to us. We'll a be lot. going on your podcast so, soon. Yes, as things maybe come up, maybe we, yeah. Maybe we can yeah talk about specific things. Sorry, and you know what I'm saying? I loved about this is that we all come from this from a different place as well. And I love that we meet in the middle because like it's just I think what we need, right? And I think that's one of the blessings of social media, don't you? Because there's a lot of crappiness mm-hmm. out there, but now and again you go, yeah. oh, this yeah. is good. Because I'm like, oh, let me just go Absolutely. and ask my doctor friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there it, you know, there are definitely some pros about the social media connecting, you know, clinicians, uh, you know, healthcare professionals, scientists and stuff like that. I mean, it's, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're goods to go to, to balance. Very good. Thank you both for coming on and we'll be publishing this soon. We'll come on to your podcast very soon. Thank you. You have to come on to mine too. Yes. Yes. Of course. We'll make it a, we'll make it a, we'll make it a thing. Here's our outro. This podcast is for entertainment and education and information purposes only. Remember, the physicians on this podcast are not your physician. It should not be considered professional or personalized medical advice. It should not be used to replace speaking with your physician or medical professional to discuss your specific health concerns. The topics discussed should not be used solely to diagnose or treat any condition. As a result, we are not responsible for any unwanted medical outcomes. The views and opinions discussed are of those of the host only and do not represent those of any other entities. Thank <laughs> you.